0: Hi Family Church, Andy here. I want to take a moment just to share the message with you from Sunday, night's, um, Sunday Night Live. We recorded it live at the Empower Centre on Sunday night, but unfortunately we had some problems or some issues with the technical stuff again, as we did in the morning. So I've taken a moment just to go over the notes again and um, deliver them to you today so that you can catch up with them. Why is this important? because we're starting a new series together with our Sunday night lives across the congregations. And what I shared on Sunday night was actually the first message or the foundation of this series of messages that we wanna share with you. Now, um, it's gonna be a really good series called Building Your House. And it's gonna involve a lot of different topics, um, covering a common theme. And these topics are going to be delivered by a whole bunch of people. It's going to be an amazing eight weeks together. Now, when we speak about building the house, we're not just speaking about the building or the corporate experience of church, that which happens when we gather together. But also we're looking at our lives as individual stones um, that are, are a temple to God in their own right. So this is a bit of a two way message. We're saying, all right, the subject matter, the theme is build your house. But when we're unpacking some of the principles and looking at some of the verses relating to this, we're saying, number one, we're looking at this message being relevant to the corporate expression of church, us doing church together, where indeed we need to be really, really passionate at this point about rebuilding the church, especially coming out of this season that we've been through <coughs> of COVID and lockdown, But there's not going to be a shortage of work that's needed as we move forward as a corporate expression of church. That's us together. Um, But also this message, and actually probably more specifically this message is relevant to us looking at our lives. That when we consider the theme of building uh, the house, we're looking also, as well as the church, for corporate expression of what church is, we're looking at how relevant that is to our individual lives and um, how we need to be committed to be building them in a wise and godly way uh, by using his teaching and the word of God to do so. Now, this may include different uh, areas of our life, uh, like our our families or our marriages or our finances. There's so many different areas that make up our life, isn't there? But I believe that over this course, the next eight weeks, we're going to be looking at how we can build our lives, build the house of God, our lives in a correct and proper way. Why? Because we want them to honour God, but also we want them to be able to withstand uh, any storm that may come along. So just to underline again, we're interpreting this message in two ways. Number one, for us as a church, being his temple in a corporate sense, um, and that's all about what we do together. But also uh, for us, his temple um, his church in us being individuals um, and what we need to purpose to do to build our lives as individual temples that belong to him in a way that brings him glory. Now, considering all these things, I want to look at our first passage of scripture and it's in First Peter 2, verse 4 to 8. And it says, let me read it to you. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. So it's saying there really uh, clearly through the the prophet that, that there was a cornerstone coming, there was someone that we could build our lives upon, that if we put our trust in him, we would never be put to shame. Then in verse 7, it says, Now to you who believe, this stone is indeed precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for us too. Now, we could unpack that further and speak about how Christ came to be the cornerstone, be all in all to both the Jewish people and the Gentile people. We could open that subject line up further. But I want to stay on track with us building our house and making sure that when we're building our house, um, we're building um, as living stones that now belong to him. A couple of things that we pick up in that scripture... Number one, it speaks of him as the great living stone. Jesus is the great living stone among all living stones. But then it also then refers to us as living stones. Again, this could be relevant to our corporate corporate experience of being church or our individual one. In a corporate sense, we all represent, all of our lives represent <coughs> individual stones that when we come together, we form a temple, the church, Uh, which is something that God is able to fill with his presence and speak from. But also we understand that each of those living stones is in fact a temple in its own right. So when we read about that, we could really, really apply this to our thoughts today, that we're to build our lives upon Christ, that we're to see ourselves as living stones, that our lives are houses that God wants us to build in a successful way now either way whether it's our lives together or our individual expression of being a stone or a temple that belongs to him um, all of these principles abide and, and actually speak to us now in the old testament Israel made building the temple the very first thing that they did when they came into the place that God had promised them Stuart shared a wonderful message on this a few weeks ago on our Sunday morning broadcast about the journey of Israel. And he highlighted that there was a moment that when they came in to what God had promised, the first thing they did was build a temple for God to inhabit. They built a temple uh, for God, that God would be the centre of the temple, but also the (coughs) centre of everything they were and everything they did. Now that's interesting. So when we look at that we see an individual application towards this but we're no longer building temples for God to inhabit made of brick but rather on the personal way that we're looking at this it's more about our lives. It's building our lives that they would be lives that glorified him wherever he's caused us to live and um, do life. So we're looking again at the individual reality. Let's concentrate on how God individually wants us to be committed to building our lives for him to inhabit and for him to be the center of. Again, Old Testament, they did it with buildings, New Testament, new creation, new covenant life, it's about us now. And um, I wanna look at a verse in 1 Corinthians that highlights that this isn't just about us and what happens when we come together, but the individual expression of you being a temple that belongs to God now. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 17. I'm gonna read these to you. Don't you know that yourselves are God's temple? Don't you know that yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit now dwells in your midst? Isn't that wonderful? Let's flash back to the Old Testament, that God's presence dwell in the temple And he was in the midst of his people. Now we look at our lives and Paul is teaching us that our lives have become the temple of God. And God is in the midst of the temple. But now it's us. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are the temple. Wait a moment, Paul. You're helping us to see this again in two ways. Firstly, you speak of our lives being the temple of God, but then you finish it by saying together also we are his temple. So our lives are individually his temple, the house that belongs to him and together what we're building called the corporate church, church, corporate church gathered together. We're a temple also. This isn't a mistake. You know, Paul didn't make a random statement. He actually said it again in First Corinthians chapter six, a few pages later. In verse 19 to 20 where he says do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the holy spirit who is in you he was speaking to a group of people that were living in a way as if they didn't know their actions the things that they were worshipping their idolatry their their fornication um really demonstrated that they were absent of this understanding they didn't know that's why paul never So much told them off for what they were doing, but he said to them, don't you know, you've not realised, have you? Your lives are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, now honour God with your bodies." And again, that's following on a little bit from our message on Sunday morning, isn't it? That we're not just to be owned by God, but our lives are now to be set apart for God. We understand that he has purchased us. We belong to him. And now we seek to build our lives according to who to his blueprints for us. So when we reflect on these verses in 1 Corinthians, we see that your life has now become through salvation the temple of God. It wasn't before, but now it is. Now, belonging to him, we seek to build our lives in a way that's wise and brings him glory. As the children of Israel sought to do this with the physical temple or the physical house that they built for God. So we now seek to do that uh, with our lives. So there's many practical comparisons when we speak about building a house. You know, we've all seen builders building houses, we've all seen different people. Maybe your experience has been in building of one um, kind or another. But I want us to just compare some of the natural things of natural buildings with what we should consider when we're building our lives for God. Number one, we understand that Christ is to be the foundation of our life. If you're going to build a good house, a strong house, a house. That can withstand storms then if you're wise you'll put a lot of time and energy money effort into making sure you've got a solid good foundation you know that when they designed the twin towers which we know that were a part of a terrible terrorist attack um you know all those years ago it's amazing sadly amazing that when they designed the twin towers they designed them to have a foundation <coughs> excuse me that enabled them to withstand being hit by an aeroplane or air traffic and that's what happened obviously a lot of people died in that terrible terrorist attack but many didn't and it was because of the foundations that they built upon that when the plane took a when the uh, towers took a hit the foundation sustained the building long enough for um, a good amount of people to escape We need to make sure that our foundations are correct. Um, Everything always starts with a solid foundation. The strength of a foundation secures the success and the longevity of what's built upon it. Let me say that again the strength of a foundation secures the success and the longevity of what is then built upon it. Let's look at another verse. Um, in the new testament in the epistles first corinthians again chapter 3 verses 11 to 15 these are the verses that precede the ones that said do you not know that you're the temple of the holy spirit and uh, it speaks of our foundations and it says this let me read this to you verse 11 for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that's already laid which is jesus christ no one can lay any other foundation, a true foundation, than the true one that's been laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation, builds upon Jesus, being the foundation of their life, using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw. Remember, we determine how we build upon the foundation, but we don't supply the foundation Christ must be the foundation of our life. But then we have a choice whether we build our life in a way that would be likened to gold and silver, precious jewels, or cheaply, um, straw and hay. Then it says something very interesting. Their work or our work as we build our life upon this foundation will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and fire will test the quality of each person's work if what has been built survives the builder will receive a reward if it is burned up the builder will suffer loss yet himself will be saved even though only as one escaping through the flames this is incredible teaching actually it's saying that christ is our foundation we have a common foundation Never any problem with the foundation when it's Christ. But we choose whether we build our lives on temporary things, pleasing ourselves, living for ourselves, doing church on Sunday. But we spend our lives building the building of our life. And what we build will be tested when we come before the Lord one day in his glory. But the Bible says that on that day, the foundation won't be touched or that the foundation actually isn't relevant because it's Christ. But what we've built upon it, what we've spent our life on earth building on that foundation will be tested as if it's being tested by fire. And if we've built with silver and gold, if we've built things by God's leading, sacrificially, um, not selfishly, not based in greed, um, we've not built on unforgiveness, but we've built good, that which remains will be our inheritance not in this life but in the one to come but it says if the fire passes over us and we've just spent our lives living for ourselves not including god everything we've lived for everything we've spent our life endeavoring to do like fire will be gone in one single moment that's a really scary thought now you'll still be saved the bible says that you you the builder will suffer loss yet still be saved. We don't want you to um, be standing in heaven on a foundation called Christ with no building that represents the life that you've lived here. That's why we're having this teaching together today. It says, you'll be as one who's escaped through the flames. Now, a good analogy of that would be, imagine a person who sadly experiences a house fire and uh, in the latter years of their life. And in that house fire, the foundation is the only thing that remains when the flames are finished burning and everything the person owned is burnt. Okay, they'd be alive. Thank God for that, they're alive, but they've got nothing to show for the life they lived. This is the warning that Paul's given us in First Corinthians. Don't live a life that means you get to heaven saved, but have nothing to show for the life you have there. Rather, build a mansion in heaven by the things you do here let the way that you build your life here on earth determine a mansion or a great accommodation for you when you've passed through the flames of testing in heaven now i don't know i can only take account for myself i can only judge myself but i'm planning on having a lot of bedrooms in the house that i have in heaven because of the life I lived for God here, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no selfish to that. It's a reality based upon the Word. Just as when Christ teaches that, that we will have treasure in heaven for the things that we sacrificed and we did for Him here. Now, I would hate it if you were knocking on my door in heaven saying, "Andy, everything I lived for on earth has been burnt away. Can I spend? Can I have one of your rooms?" Oh, of course I'll let you in, but I'd rather you didn't come to stay with me because. I would rather you had a home of your own made of gold and silver that you got to heaven fully saved because that's really based in what Christ has done for us and our faith in Christ it's not based on our performance but that you would have something to show for the life that you <coughs> built here on earth in the life to come in the film the gladiator Russell Crowe who played the part of a of a gladiator uh, made this great statement what a man does in life echoes in eternity let the lives that we build here for the glory of God and for the benefit of others carry over into the life that comes so he's our foundation he comes before anything else that we build whatever we build upon him is tested we need to make sure that we're building with silver and gold so that what remains remains in eternity forever um, so we've got a foundation that's wonderful isn't it but now we need something else we need something that builders would call a flagstone or a cornerstone again we've got a foundation in place brilliant that's Jesus immovable perfect let's begin to talk about how the building now rises I'm not talking about the church alone but our lives we need a cornerstone uh, a cornerstone is an important thing any builders watching will agree absolutely Um, Because a building, uh, a cornerstone determines a lot. It determines the the correctness or, or the trueness of the building that's built. Now, it's interesting in Ephesians 2, verses 19 to 22, it calls Jesus our cornerstone. Let me read these words to you. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. Isn't that wonderful? And also members now of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Now, we know that Christ is our true foundation, but the next layer of foundation, according to Ephesians, is the teachings of the apostles and the prophets. That's why you've got to build your life upon the teaching of the Bible, not on adaptions of the Bible or different people's views of the Bible. The church has always been built upon the teaching of the apostles and the prophets, But Christ is always the true foundation and the cornerstone. Let me read that again. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives By his spirit. This is so good. Paul referred in Corinthians to Christ being our foundation, our true foundation that we build upon. Now he's referencing him to be our cornerstone. Back to the apostles and prophets again. When we build church, corporate, the house of God, corporate, we're committed, and I promise you, we will always be committed to making sure that we build upon the teachings of the prophets and the apostles of the new testament not upon any newfangled ideas that appeases itching ears we're going to stay true to what the lord has asked us to do christ the cornerstone uh, christ the foundation building upon the teaching of the apostles and the prophets and christ being our cornerstone that's the corporate um, expression of who we are but also individually he needs to be the cornerstone not just the foundation but the cornerstone of our life now again both expressions like we said corporate and individual he needs to be the cornerstone of both um, a cornerstone that was prophesied in 20 uh, Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen, as we've heard already that God has laid this cornerstone which is Jesus Christ to those who accept him he becomes everything to build correctly but to those who reject him he becomes what they trip over And sadly, you know, as we pray for Israel, as we pray for the Jewish nation, our prayer is that they would recognise Christ as the cornerstone, no longer be tripping over him or be crushed by him, but begin to let him be what God sent him to be in their lives as well as ours. Now, Google says this of a cornerstone. It says they are stones. um, It's the first stone laid... For a structure with all other stones then laid in reference to it so google says it's the first stone that's laid when anything is going to be built when a structure is um started and the cornerstone then gives reference to every other stone so every other stone that's laid takes its reference from the cornerstone. The cornerstone determines how high, how long, how wide, what direction. It it determines what the building will look like and the strength of a building um, when it's finished. So in the same way we now make Christ our foundation, but we also say Lord Jesus be the cornerstone of my life. Determine what all the other bricks that I use my marriage, my relationships, um, my finances Um, every other brick that represents the life I'm building let every other brick find its reference or direction in you so we now have our foundation in place now we're gonna be building our lives and looking to build our lives correctly the next eight weeks together we've got our foundation in in place which is Christ we've got the first uh, and most important cornerstone in place which is Christ and now we begin to Make the word of God the blueprint that we use to build. Foundation, cornerstone. Now God gives us the blueprint, which is the word of God. The word of God has been given to us by God to enable us, instruct us to be able to build our lives so that when one day we stand in heaven and everything we've done is tested with fire, we're left with a building that isn't burnt down. Now, if you don't want to build according to the word, then you've got to take responsibility for that. Now, when we say that Christ is our cornerstone, our foundation, and his word needs to be our blueprint, what we're recognising is we want God not just to be the foundation and the cornerstone, but we want him to be the centre. We want Jesus to be the centre of who we are and what we do. We want to be Christ-centric in what we do not put him off to the left not put him in the periphery of our life but say lord just as the children of israel had you in the center of the temple and the temple was in the center of the nation so lord jesus be in the center of our lives and be in the center of the world that you've given us now we build in such a way to maintain and ensure that he is the center of what we build now not an extra but central. We purpose to build our lives according to his word. Remember, his word is his set of blueprints. When we read through the Beatitudes, when we read through um, different verses, I was studying this morning Romans 12, and it speaks of marks of a Christian life. Wonderful set of verses. I think it begins in about verse 11, but it just gives you the blueprint for the life that we should do. We forgive, we don't curse we bless, we love at all times. The word of God gives us the blueprint you see for the life that God says is a perfect life for us to build. His word is our blueprint. Okay we need some verses for this don't we? So let's turn to Matthew 7 verses 24 to 27. Now these are actually when Pastor Stewart came up with the idea, it wasn't my idea, it was Pastor Stewart's to do this series on building our life. This was actually the key verse that he gave me and asked me to to build a message on on building your life and Christ being the center on these verses. And uh, with his permission, I'm actually gonna not use this verse at the beginning, but I'm gonna use it at the end to kind of elaborate and underline what we've been sharing together in this uh, Sunday Night Live, which is actually being recorded Um, a few days later let me read these verses to you this is Jesus speaking therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock that's what we want to do the rain comes down the streams rose the wind blew and beat against the house yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock and You know, we're building the rock is often comparable to the word of God. So we're building our lives, the foundation being Christ on the word of God. But then it says in verse 26, but of another type of builder It's spoken of a wise builder. That's who we're going to be. But then it speaks of a foolish builder. It says for everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the same storms, the same rain that came against the wise man came. But this time the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell down, bang, with a great crash. We don't want you family church folk to experience any crash in your life. And you won't if you build upon Christ the foundation, Christ the cornerstone and make his word the blueprint of your building plan for who you are. So, we purpose to be wise builders, not foolish ones. We define a wise builder by choosing to build according to the word, Um, including reference in this word in the design and the building of every room of who we are. When you build a house, normally a house is made up not of one room, but of many rooms. And, you know, that's like our lives. We've got the room of our marriage. We've got the room. They're all one house, but there's many sub rooms to make up who we are. But as we're thinking of each of these rooms, so when I think of a room of me and my finances, I need to get the word of God, the blueprint of God and say, "Okay, Lord, help me to build and design this room. Um, to bring you glory and to withstand any storm. And we do that with our marriage. We do that with our relationships. We do that with every room that makes up the total existence or building of who we are as a person. So let me finish with this verse, okay? And uh, it's, it's what Paul said in Acts 17, verse 28. You know, if we make Christ our foundation and our cornerstone, let him be Lord of all and central to who we are. Like Paul, we'll be able to say, for in him we live, we move and we have our being. The Lord bless you. I hope you've enjoyed Sunday Night Live. That didn't happen on Sunday night. Well, it did, but we didn't record it. So we've done it again for you with this very short teaching. Let's begin to apply these things. Next week, our time together in this theme Um, is going to carry on with a different topic but still related to building the house of your life in a way that glorifies God and gives you the joy of living in something that is delightful. God bless you, love you loads, see you soon.